0: Welcome to The Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, my friends. Silwan here. You are listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. I don't know if you have noticed like I have. Lately, I've seen a lot of C.S. Lewis quotes floating around. No doubt, because we're in tough times. C.S. Lewis, if you don't remember, when he got real famous, it was during World War II. A country at war was looking for hope. They'd listen to the radio, and C.S. Lewis would talk. I think he had a weekly show, and give people hope. So at times like these find a lot of hope in the words of C.S. Lewis. Now, one quote that especially the last few days been ringing in my head from a book I read many years ago that actually gave me comfort. Not that the book itself necessarily ends with a lot of comfort, but it reminds you that you're not alone in feeling this way. From his book, A Grief Observed, no one ever told me that grief felt So like fear. Man, isn't that true? Because you want grief to end, but fear paralyzes you. And grief almost leads you to that feeling without knowing it. One definition or understanding of grief that I found that I like. Grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. You see, it's a kind of a loss. It's a recognition that something that existed no longer exists, and we want it back. It could be a death of a loved one. It could be a state of ignorance. We did not know what was coming in the mail, and we were fine, and then we got it. And ah, I wish I could go back till I opened the mailbox. You can think of a million situations like that. But I think seeing grief that way is important to understanding how to overcome grief and more importantly, how not to live in fear. The end of something brings an unknown. The unknowingness is what we fear almost more than anything. We experience the loss, whatever that state was we wish we had back. And looking forward can be scary. What's going to happen next? I want to go back to where I was. And then this fear can paralyze us. And then this fear that paralyzes us keeps us from acting, keeps us from whatever new is ahead of us, because it's something new. If something dies, if something goes away, and you're not getting it back, whatever state you're in is new. Now, you might choose to be in a state of fear and sadness and grief, or you might choose to find a way to move forward. That's one of the ways that I talk about loss and pain and suffering, is that regardless of how you feel about where it came from, whether the universe, every little thing is guided by some higher being or whether you think everything is just random chance or somewhere in between, whatever your belief on why things happen, when bad things happen and we can't understand them, when we feel that loss, when that leads to fear, it leaves you with a choice. It leaves you with a choice. And what I've found is that choice is are you going to keep your head turned towards what you lost and let that be your new pattern? Regret, fear, shame, or you're going to look forward and try to find a way to use that loss, maybe as fuel for something else. Maybe as fuel for something else. Our country has been stuck in fear, seems like forever. It's not just COVID. Long before COVID, political upheaval, social upheaval, the world not the way it was, wanting a different world, leading to fear, leading to people in the moment acting on fear, acting on irrationality. And what happens when you operate from fear it brings out the worst of us. You react, you attack, you name call, you turn to violence. Because why? You're just looking backwards at the things that you can't change, the things that are never going to be the way they are. Or, in a sense, I know this might be simplifying it, escaping your grief, moving on from your grief, not being controlled by fear is really just one thing. Moving forward, taking control of your life and going, where I'm at now, what is my decision going to be? It goes back to one of my favorite examples from Viktor Frankl, the psychiatrist, the Auschwitz survivor, Talking about being in a death camp and getting to the point where once a day they brought a basket of bread. And typically people would end up making one of two choices. One, they would fight for their survival any way they could. Or they'd get as much bread as they could and they would hoard it. And then the other time, wait their turn, get their piece of bread, split it, and give it to somebody who's too weak to get up and get their own bread. And the difference between those two, the decision they made. That's it, the decision they made, the decision to hoard the bread, the decision to give it away. And when the war was over, and Viktor Frankl was able to look back at his records because the Nazis love records, and because Viktor Frankl was a psychiatrist and a researcher, they had him keep records of who died, when they died, how they died, and he kept little notes Were they a give the way? Bread type of person or a hoard the bread type of person. And he discovered something that those who gave their bread away lived longer. There's a lot of ways to look at that. One way, obviously, is that meaning, purpose give us a will to live, that in any moment, no matter how bad it is, we have a decision to do that. Another way to look at this is this you got a choice. Am I going to move forward? Or am I going to move backwards? Or worse, you don't really want to go either direction. You're just trying to hold on to where you are. That's kind of what the person that gets all the bread they can. It's almost like, I'm going to survive in this moment as long as I can. Where the person who's giving their bread away, it's kind of a conscious decision to say, I'm going to make the most of this situation. I'm going to find good in this situation. I'm not going to forget my humanity. And they move forward. We need to be doing the same thing. There's so much in our world that it's easy to point the finger at, to despair about to live in fear, to look at everything that's changed. What else is going to change? What's going to happen in my life? And then, ah, you quit making decisions. You quit looking forward, but you have to to the bitter end. My friend, you aren't living in a death camp, but even in a death camp, you can make decisions. You can make decisions to live the best way humans can live, helping another, giving things away, or you can make a decision to live in the worst of ways that a human being can live. To be selfish, to hoard, to exclude the person next to you. We all need to make the decision to face our fear by moving forward. To face our grief by understanding grief is turned to fear. Help that neighbor next to you. Bite your tongue when you want to lash out. Put that finger back in your hand when you want to point it at somebody else. C.S. Lewis so eloquently observed many, many years ago, no one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. And I would say looking around our world today, no one ever told me the world could be turned so crazy by fear. So why don't you help me show a little light today? Make a decision, regardless of what circumstances you might find yourself in today and give a little love to the world. Give a breadcrumb away. Do something kind for that person in the street. Call up an old friend. Meet somebody with a grumpy face, with a warm face. Do some proverbial random act of kindness, you know. The kind no one really sees, but the ones that are at the receiving end of it, never forget. I'm going to go home today. I'm going to hug my wife. I'm going to bounce my kids around. I'm going to tell them stories. And I'm going to make a decision to live in love and moving forward, not in fear and looking backwards. So until next time, my friends, you do the same. Keep those eyes open, aim high, spread your wings and go in one direction, forward, and keep your eyes on the things that matter, family, faith, community. I'm your host, Silouan. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.